Precious in the eyes of the Lord is the death of his faithful ones, the Psalms tell us. And we can see that in our gospel. Lazarus was a friend of Christ, as were Martha and Mary. Lazarus is dead. Jesus comes and Martha in her grief says, Lord, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus will, after this conversation, raise Lazarus from the grave. Be more accurate to say he resuscitated Lazarus, because Lazarus will die again. But Jesus doesn't tell her this. He doesn't say, don't grieve. I'm going to bring your brother back right now. No, he wants to instill in her an even deeper faith. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And anyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? Lazarus will die again after Christ raises him, but he will be raised on the last day and will live forever. As Christians, we believe that death is not an end, but a change. Death, since the fall of our first parents, has been the lot of every man, whether rich or poor, good or wicked, Famous or anonymous, death came for all, and all eventually died, and there was no returning from the grave. Such had been the lot of mankind since, since death entered the world by the sin of Adam. Yet with Christ, what dawns on us is the hope that even though we will die in this mortal body, we will live forever in him. This is the hope that martyrs especially bear witness to. And here we are on sacred ground, ground of 12 Franciscan martyrs in Herzegovina who were brutally murdered because they refused to abandon Christ. They refused to profess atheistic communism as the, what would take away the sins of the world. And they died here in 1945 in a, in a brutal fashion. Yet, though they died, they live forever in Christ. The blood of martyrs is the seedbed of the church, and we can see that in the flowering of the faith in this area, despite 50 years of atheistic communism, despite being forbidden to talk about the 66 Franciscan priests and seminarians who were martyred in this land, despite restrictions on uh, when they could go to Mass, restrictions on the teaching of the Catechism, the faith flowered, in part because of the simple truth that the blood of martyrs is the seedbed of the Church. And I think for our, from where we are standing, these Franciscan martyrs remind us of the need to confront evil. You know, we as Christians, we don't confront evil with violence, necessarily, though sometimes that is called for, for people to defend their homes or their families, but especially for priests and religious, 
We confront evil by speaking the truth and by being willing to bear witness to the truth even when it costs us, even if it costs the shedding of our blood. We aren't living in America under some kind of atheistic communist government, though a lot of the principles have permeated our culture. And we do live in a day and an age where if we are going to bear witness to the truth, it will cost us. We live in a culture that tells us that we are being offensive and intolerant if we say marriage is between one man and one woman, or if we say that there is such an objective reality as man and woman, a biological reality, a spiritual reality. We live in a day and an age where um, the church has faced backlash for simply speaking the truth that life begins at conception, and it's wrong to snuff that life out, just as it's wrong to snuff out the life of a 75-year-old man or a 15-year-old boy or any stage of development. If we stand up and say we believe that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father through him, quoting our Savior's words, we too will face backlash. We need to have the courage to confront evil. And I would dare say that Our Lady gives us the example uh, here on this Medjugorje pilgrimage. 2,000 years ago, more than that, in Nazareth, a girl younger than any of you, 14, 15, 16, something like that, completely overturned Satan's kingdom. And she did this by being willing to say, I am the handmaiden of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Fiat miki secundum verbum tuum. Those words changed the entire course of human history. God created us without our consent. He won't save us, however, without our freely consenting. But that began with this 14, 15 year old virgin in Nazareth being willing to say, not my will, but thy will be done. I am your handmaiden. Her docility is what smashes the head of the serpent, the ancient enemy of mankind. In the garden, God prophesied that there would be a woman who would be at enmity with Satan, whose offspring would be at enmity with him, and that she would crush this dragon's head her offspring, Jesus, would win the definitive victory on his cross and resurrection. Satan's rebellion is doomed, as it always was. But now what remains is the decision of individuals. Whose side will we be on? The side of Our Lady, who is clothed in the sun with the moon under her feet and a crown of twelve stars, or the huge red dragon who seeks to swallow us alive. Of course, for our sake, Please God, we've made that decision to be on Our Lady's side, but there are many others confused in our times. We must pray for them, and we must also love them enough to speak the truth, even though it will undoubtedly, con it will undoubtedly cost us. Perhaps it won't cost us our life, but it will cost us. And we bear that cost out of love for God, 
and out of love for neighbor, knowing that to love is to will the good, and that we need to love those who oppose us even enough to speak the truth in charity. May we be inspired by these martyrs who are willing to confront evil, who are willing to bear witness to the truth of the faith, even when it costs them their very life. For they knew that uh, Jesus Christ is the resurrection and the life, and whoever believes in him, even if they die, will live. And of course, let's be inspired by Our Lady, who, with one simple act of the will, turned Satan's kingdom upside down and changed the world. And we too can change our world by becoming the saints God created us to be, by being willing to bend the knee and say, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. I am the handmaiden of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word.